Up next on the Marmy Rock Show, good friend of the Rock Show, we're excited to have Corky Gainsford back with us. He's released uh, brand new singles with his band Code Red Riot. Corky, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, I mean, it's been way too long since we talked, and uh, you know, fans of the show <laughs> already know we love your band, but for maybe that people are kind of new to my show, why don't you kind of give them a little bit of the background of uh, who Code Red Riot is and the formation of the project? Well, really, Code Red Riot came about after I left um, Otherwise, uh, back at the end of 2015, and I had a bunch of unfinished songs and, and unfinished demos and whatnot that I'd been working on before I left Otherwise, and uh, figured I would just you know record those songs and, and get them out there, and really, originally, it was... Uh, put together to to showcase my writing ability and recording ability and I was hoping to you know get the word out to produce other bands and write with other bands and that kind of thing and when I started sending them out to my old record they were like they were like man instead of just doing other people's stuff you should just create a band around this so I did <laughs> and uh, uh, released a full length album back in 2018 and then uh, toured on that a bit and then um, started working on the second round of material, and that's what I've been releasing uh, near the end of 2020 here, the last few months. So uh, let's kind of, you know, you mentioned Mass came out, and then here comes the new music, which I want to ask you about. So let's um, dive into that a little bit. Um, tell me a little bit about Impossible. What's really cool about that song to me, it's like, I feel like it's three songs in one. It's like that little different, like different style changes in it. Totally. Uh, Impossible is a funny one because it, it it almost made it onto Mask, onto our debut album, but it just wasn't quite right. Um, and so when it didn't make it, I was like, I was like, man, okay, what's wrong with this song? And Kit uh, was able to give it some time, and, and really it was just like rewriting some of the music around it, uh, restructuring the riff, uh, but keeping the vocals the same. And then uh, what I, I sped it up slightly and did a few little tweaks. But, but uh, it's just one of those things where... I'm trying to think. I think that that song came out of the verse melody, and then I was writing music around it, and then you know trying to figure out where the light parts, where the heavy parts, all that kind of stuff. It's that song. There's some songs that you write in five minutes, and there's some songs that take many months and years to kind of make sense. And that was one of the ones that that was written and rewritten a few times to kind of sort it all out. But uh, but it's just. You know, I, I tend to write or or I have a habit of writing in one dynamic. Like if the song's loud, it's loud all the way through. Or if it's quiet, it's quiet all the way through. And Impossible is really a fun one to kind of stretch uh, quiet dynamics, loud chorus, even louder, you know, riff sections. And then, and then like an ending that was just absurd. <laughs> a lot of fun with <laughs> Now, uh, another one that just came out in a totally different style is Weapon, which has kind of a rap rock feel to it. And uh, So tell us a little bit more about that and where the rap rock influence comes into your music. Totally. Well, I, it was funny. Like, rap was kind of what I listened to first before rock. This is like when I was growing up. And uh, when I started playing drums, my dad was the one that was like, hey, man, if you're going to be a drummer, like you, you got to listen to like this rock stuff because it's that's what you drum to you don't really drum to hip-hop stuff so i've always had uh you know rhyming ability and and rhythmically it's it's fun to do because it's the closest form of singing to drumming so uh i just have a lot of fun rattling off a lot of words and rhymes and when that song came about um 
that riff came from the guitar player I've been working with, Chris Iorio. Um, he kind of came over and was like, hey, I got this riff that I'm working on. And and he was kind of singing a little little ideas of what he thought the melody would be. And I was like, nah, man, I, uh, just, I'm going to record the riff and then come back in a couple of days and I'll have something for you. <laughs> and that song was written in like five minutes. Like once, the, once that riff and the chorus was down... Uh, with the guitar riff, I, I just kind of heard what I thought the, the vocal should be, so it was really, really quick to write it. And then, um, and then the bridge, uh, which is the only kind of departure on that song, that one took me months to sort out what the bridge would be. I think I wrote five or six versions of that until I finally settled on what uh, what it would be. And again, it was it was one of those things where like. When I did the first record, uh, the first debut record with Mask, I had a bit of a vision for it, but when I signed the record deal, the you know record labels will tend to kind of steer you and, and try to get things to what they think the audience is going to hear, which sometimes ends up deleting ideas that, of what you want to do. Yeah. And um, these songs that I've been releasing, there's like a freedom to that where I'm, I'm not beholden to anybody no one's telling me what i can or can't do on this stuff so if i want to write a bridge as a complete departure or if i want to write an ending that's weird or whatever in terms of uh traditional songwriting there's no one there going i don't think you should be doing that <laughs> and 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 the funny part is, is like you know my instincts on a lot of these things like if it's not right i'll just write a different Version. That's why I say, like, I wrote, I literally like five or six different bridge sections to Weapon, uh, till I came up with one that that I was like, that's pretty cool, and it was the weirdest, farthest departure of all the ones that I tried, but that was the one that seemed to make sense to me. So I'm like, all right, well, let's give that a shot, and then like, you know, same with the ending on Impossible, and these songs have been getting just as good or better responses than anything that I've released. So it's been exciting to kind of get them out there and experiment and, and stretch on on what I've been doing. Now, you mentioned the uh, rap influence in your background, and then, yes, I guess that's going to be the answer to the question, but I was going to ask you, what prompted you to release the uh, remake of the House of Pain tune that just came out? <laughs> uh, it was funny, man. That, that when, when we finished the first record and finished doing the tours and whatnot, like, I just, I needed to start recording something uh, to get, like, the creative juices flowing again, studio flow going again. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do a cover. And I just, I enjoy doing covers that are a bit left field and, you know, having the freedom to rework them a bit. So like, like when we did Rebel Yell with Otherwise, like, like that was the one where, you know, I was like, hey, Ryan, can you do like this or arpeggiated classical kind of thing? And let's do it like halftime. So, you know, it, it just, I like putting twists on stuff and Jump Around's one of those songs that like, not only is it really well known, but it's it, it. There's a lot of freedom in the music behind it on how to reinterpret it in a rock setting, and so I just was like, well, let me just record this. You know, it'll just be an experiment for fun, and I'll goof around with it for a bit. And uh, and so I, I did this early demo, and this is I, I I kind of was fooling around with it before we even released our our first album. And we played it live, and everyone, of course, it was like the, the most well-known song that we were doing live, <laughs> and and everyone was like really responded well to it. So I was like, well, maybe I should just kind of finish this song. So it was really the first song that I finished uh, leading into this second batch of material, uh, but I didn't want to release it first because it was a cover. So I, you know, was releasing Weapon and Impossible first, and then figured it would be a fun one to follow up with as a, as a third release. Um, 
but it leads me to like like I have a full record of material recorded most of it is done some of it I still need to do some tweaking with but I'm releasing it all as singles just to kind of like be able to release stuff over time and be yeah. you know it, it, it's it's just so much what the model has turned into and especially during like uh, you know quarantine and this pandemic and whatnot like if we can't tour and you can't do shows the only way to, to really stay in people's minds is, is to kind of have something to talk about, something, some new release, another video, another song, that kind of thing. And, um, and it's kind of the model that Spotify is kind of forcing a lot of bands into anyway, where yeah. uh, in order to get on their playlists, you have to, or you can only promote one song at a time to get on their playlist. So if you release a whole album, you can only promote one song and the other nine songs will never get on one right. of their playlists so you have to release them as singles so it's just kind of one of those things where um it's funny it's it's frustrating to not have all the music out there but it's fun to kind of keep planning for and and launching a new song at a time and if i can i'll do a video for each song which is which is a lot of fun so hey speaking um, speaking of videos i mean i was going to ask you about that next that I, I really love the video for impossible it's funny i did a um last week on my show i did a look back at that what i called the glory days of mtv when the videos uh, were really cool and that video kind of reminded me like it had a little bit of that in it tell me a little bit about the making of that video it is funny man i i, I uh well, like, kind of backtracking, like, like when I was doing Weapon, um, that song was ready to release, and I was on tour with Blue Man Group for, for like, the, the second half of 2019 and all of 2020 up till everything got shut down. So I was doing that video in hotel rooms, and I was, I was finding stock footage online and all that kind of stuff, and, and you know, sp- spending a lot of time to research it and editing and that kind of thing, and, and uh, it took a lot of time, and... and uh, when it came to, to do impossible, I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to get this video done, but without spending weeks and weeks and weeks on, on doing this. So, uh, I just started researching, uh, people that do lyric videos on Fiverr, like dot com, and found a dude in Mexico that was like, you know, specialized in hard rock and heavy metal lyric videos. And I was like, well, that, that's cool. I can just do this lyric video. And, uh, and he mentioned as I'm, as I'm talking back and forth with him, he goes, he goes, Hey man, do you have any like footage of the band, uh, doing the song? And I'm like, well, not, not really. I was, that's why kind of, why I was doing a lyric video on this because we all been shut down and, and don't have any footage. And he's like, well, if you have any footage you can send me, you know, I'll incorporate that into the lyric video. And so, uh, that night I called everybody up and the next day we just came over here and filmed everybody performing the song. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I, there's this like weird uh, tunnel, uh, a block from my house. It's like a big drainage tunnel. And I was like, oh, it'd be fun if I could, you know, shoot in there. So I, I'm literally like the, the footage of me running through the tunnel I'm, I'm holding my GoPro and my cell phone in one hand, uh, filming with the GoPro, lighting my face with the cell phone light, and and, <laughs> and, and running through the tunnel trying to, to mouth the words and sing the words. Um, and so I just sent this dude a whole lot of weird footage and then let him put it all together. And, uh, and he, he did a great job. And then, you know, he sent it back, and then I, I threw it back into 
into the video editing and threw some more like weird shakes and transitions and crap on it just to make it like extra fun and, and uh, it was it was a fun little process <laughs> totally different and then could- and, and, and I didn't know what to the best part about hiring someone I completely didn't know was like I really didn't know what to expect of what it would turn <laughs> out like so we were just like shooting from the hip and and uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun. Is it a secret, or is the masked drummer behind the uh, in, in there somebody we know? <laughs> oh, it, it's it's someone you know very well. <laughs> For my listeners, it's him. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. I mean, I've had to do that a few times where just like when the way things are working out, like if if you notice in uh, our video for Bulletproof, there's a uh, there's a masked guitar player in there, and you know. <laughs> The guy, the guy with the mask kind of shoots around and does different things in the band. You never know where he's going to end up. <laughs> hey, um, I noticed another thing. I know you're a great artist, and I saw uh, some cool-looking merch, and I wondered, I particularly like the uh, the Space Army shirt you got out there. Did you do those artworks? Is that your art artwork in there? Some, some of it I've done, and some of it I hired people out to do. Some of it, I, like, there's, there's so many cool resources on the Internet, and I, I always feel like... Uh, I find them and I'm like, why didn't I know about this like two years ago? You know, you, you know what I mean? Like when you find resources, like and right. so like the, the Space Army one, I actually found um, by on on a website where you can uh, hire T-shirt artists, and those artists will often have uh, designs that uh, they did for some band, and the band didn't end up purchasing. Right, gotcha. so like. Let's say the, for, for those graphic artists, a lot of times, like maybe they'll do uh, four designs and one of them will get purchased. And then they, they're sitting there with another three designs. Well, like, they're like, well, you know, these are still good. Someone that, so um, it was it was a design that someone had been, you know, sitting up there. And, and I was like, I love that. I want that design. <laughs> and just totally, you know, hit the dude up. And, and, and it's really, really cool to just find resources like that. Um, and... Uh, you know, so like, so some like one of the shirts we have, um, I sent a guy. Same thing. I found him on that site, and I just sent him a sketch of what I was looking for, and then he just kind of made it up and, and made it look pro, which is great too. It's it's uh, there's there's so many resources out there that that go around like the normal methods of like finding a, a bigger company and having to use their graphic designers and having to spend several hundred dollars per design and that kind of thing when well, honestly like there's some dude you know working out of his house in thailand that that will design killer stuff for like a quarter of the price yeah so it's you know it's it's just finding the right resources finding the right artists and and a lot of times it's it's finding it's just like musicians like it, finding the artist that does a style that you like is not an easy thing and uh, and it's the the biggest thing we make money on in in music is selling our merchandise. So it's like you want it to look cool. You just got to find the right guys that are that are creating the right look. Hey, uh, one more thing here, man. I know I've kept you a little bit here, but um, t- just give me kind of update on. I, I don't think I know the answer. What's the music industry like in Vegas right now, man? I guess it's rough out there these days, isn't it? Uh, it it's it's completely shut down. Like there's. There's a, a couple of, I can say a couple, there's a handful of shows that have restarted that are, to put it like, you know, kind of overemphasize the point, but they're basically shows that should be playing for 
150 or 200 people, but they're in a room that holds 2,000 people. Oh, yeah. um, so they can space out the audience and have the social distancing going on. You know, So I don't know how the attendance has been. I don't know what it, the vibe has been like in those rooms, but, but it's really difficult because like – you know, like Blue Man Group, for example, which is, you know, one of the shows I play out here, you know, we, we were in an 800-seat theater, and if we're selling six to 800 tickets a night, we need to be in a theater that holds, you know, three or 4,000 people in order to space people out right. uh, to it. So, you know, most of the big shows, there's still just nothing happening. Um, the bars keep kind of opening, but kind of closing. You can, you can perform if you are, uh, I want to say it's an incidental uh ambient music is allowed but no performances are allowed oh wow so so bands haven't been doing anything unless it's like an acoustic person in the corner and that kind of thing and then uh two days ago they just they just did another stay at home order so everything's shut down again for another two weeks oh, like um they didn't do the 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 major I, it was a little bit complicated in understanding in terms of like, I don't think they shut bars down per se, but they basically said everybody needs to stay at home for two weeks. Oh, and it's gotcha. just like, oh god, oh, yeah. we're we're back to that again. So it's it's been tough, man. Like there 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 really hasn't been anything to do. Uh, I've played a couple backyard, you know, parties where, you know, there's again there should have been like 200 people there, but they had 30 people at the party right, because you gotta have right. a big space, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. And it's it's really it. Everything else I've been doing has been uh, studio work, whether it's been getting called to, to play drums on somebody else's song, because um, I can record in my home studio, so I've been doing that some. Uh, I've produced a couple bands' recordings, uh, which was a lot of fun, because it was like, it was the first time I was able to record in a long time where I didn't have to play anything. I could just like <laughs> work, work with these guys and like... You know, make sure the, you know their parts are as as good as they can be. Make sure the song is good. You know, and just really take on the producer and mixer role, and not have to worry about my performance. I can worry about everybody else's performance. Yeah. Um. So just really that stuff, and uh, and like I just uh, like this week launched my own little site where I'm selling T-shirt designs and whatnot too, because I was like. It's that same thing I was talking about. Like, uh, it's hard to find artists doing things that you like. And I'm like, well, I know how to use Adobe products. Like, why am I not designing stuff and just selling stuff myself? So, sure. um, so you know, that bug kind of hit, and I just launched like a online site at uh, deletedesigns.com, and it goes to a site where I got a bunch of designs up, and and people can you know buy everything from shirts to hoodies to cell phone cases to blankets to, to canvas art to uh, shower curtains everything i mean it's it's a really cool site because they they customize their printing and and do it uh print to order so it, nice. it there's a million yeah. products you can purchase um and, and it's just it thankfully it's another creative outlet and another way to to get things out there and uh you know another business to, to do while we're stuck at home well, uh, man, hey, it's been good talking to you again. It's Quirky Gainsford's been with us, man. Good friend of the Rock Show. He's from Las Vegas. The band is Code Red Riot. Check out Impossible Weapon and Jump Around. They're all out right now. And uh, Quirky, man, thanks so much for being back here again. It's great to talk to you again. Thanks so much. It's been a long time, man. It's great to, great to talk and, and great to hear your voice again.